Hey, this is Indy. I'm the host of Soul Matter, a podcast about humanness for the relational, curious, and loving beings. I intend for this to be a source of mindful, pure, and whole conversation. My intention is that you can listen in and reflect with us in this first series. Welcome. Angel Safadid is joining us today. He is a father, a husband, a wonderful one, I must say. He creates breathtaking visual media, writes fiction, and at this stage in his creative career, helps produce Soul Matter. He transitioned to full-time freelance in 2022 after 10 years of serving at Palm Beach Atlantic University, our alma mater. He is doing the hard work of leading, innovating, and connecting with others he provides services for, all while balancing his passion work, writing, and being all of the other things he is. Welcome, Angel, my love. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Thank you for joining us again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to know a little bit about where you're at right now um, in your creative process. So I'm going to ask this following question. What is the most challenging aspect of the creative process that you have been doing? Um, Well, that's a great question. Thank you. I think that it's, it's easy to come up with like an idea, kind of this, you you know, eureka moment of like Mm -hmm. oh i got this idea i have to write it down Mm -hmm. and it's easy to plant that seed and watch it grow and it's easy to let it grow to such heights and depths so when you get down to starting to actually fill in the voids of this idea you made to create structure to create life um it's a bit hard to feel confident in that stage sometimes. Um, Before you and I had a conversation, I brought up there's two types of writers, the architect and the gardener. The architect already knows everything that's going to happen. He or she has built it from before. Mm -hmm. But the gardener watches the story unfold and kind of moves along in that process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I'm the architect, but when I arrive there to my story, I realize I'm more of a gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's hard to be safe in that realization that like, oh, I have to just let wait and, and see what my story is going to be, mm-hmm. what this is going to become, and not feel stressed or apprehensive at the fact that I don't know everything yet. So I think that's the hardest part, um, watching your world grow and then when you go in you're like how do i how do i actually do this i'd love for us to get a little bit more specific if you don't mind um what what are you working on right now um so right now i'm working on a short story that is going to be distributed um through medium okay Um, for those of you who have not heard of medium it's similar to Substack, and for those who haven't heard of Substack, it's just an online publishing platform. So um, it's free. Um, it does have paid tiers, but I am going to be releasing a short story for free for all to read. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Tina. Um, it is a piece about religion and the blasphemy of religion, but also it's a reflection on my own faith. And it kind of ties in some of my favorite fiction story tropes. Mm. And um, for me, it feels like um, 
feels like a victory lap after being consumed by another story idea for you know close to a decade and then actually never finishing it so i feel like this time i'm encouraging myself and being encouraged by others in my circle to finish this story so i don't have any concrete release date yet but we are very close to the finish line thank you for asking that's great i'm excited um to see you do this and i know how hard you've worked over the last decade um just writing it's been consistent it's it's something i've seen you do and it's it's been great the the very many drafts i read (laughs) i found it great um i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay i think that's like a very common thing i've noticed with writers is they they seem to think that their work is never good enough um, so I'm sure it's easy to feel like the gardener at times because you think you just need to keep reworking certain aspects of your story. But when I read it, I was like, this is great. Wow. I can't believe you just wrote that. Like, I can't believe you came up with that. So, um, you know, just as a reflection, as a reader, um, what it's like for me to read some of the things you've shared with me, that's how I usually, you know, respond or my immediate reaction usually. So... Um, but thank you for sharing about that. And you brought up that, you know, a big part of that has been feeling encouraged by others and encouraging others. So what other writers or creators are you connected to, whether it's just writers or, you know, individuals that inspire you with the work that they do that you want to do as well or are currently doing? Okay. Um, I can go on for hours about this. So let me minimize my thoughts. (laughs) Um, so this is not in order, um, but uh, Grant Morrison is a writer that I I have a deep admiration for in his work. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, that? Preface, a, a lot of people I'm going to mention are graphic novel writers. Um, that is the majority of what I read. Um, call it low IQ, whatever you want. Um, but Grant Morrison is a, a comic writer and he's written some of the most otherworldly creative stories I've ever read in my life. Um, he has inspired me with tons of stories um, in his career mm-hmm. and some of the issues and topics that he addresses in a very almost like fluid uh, way. Um, it seems like he's exploring the universe and what it feels like to be human when he's writing, even if he's writing about a mainstream comic book superhero it feels like what you're reading is is meta in a way meta contextual it just you feel like there's so many layers um so i've always really admired um his work um, another one is jonathan hickman he to me is the grand architect mm-hmm. of building worlds within the graphic novel um also he wrote um, he wrote a uh, basically a series of Fantastic Four from Marvel that had um, just one of the best father-son relationships in that story. And I connected to it a lot because it wasn't just a father and his son. It was the father um, coming to terms with seeing his, his own father, the grandfather of his son, that vanished when he was a kid. So um, I I appreciate that about him as a writer. And then most recently, 
um, Zoe Thorogood. She is a UK-based writer. Mm-hmm. Amazingly enough, she's only 24 years old. And she wrote one of the most, wrote and drew one of the most breathtaking uh, autobiographies ever. It's called It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. And it's a coming-of-age story. Um, and what it means to have this talent to draw and build worlds, but you are suffocated by um, depression, suicidal thoughts, grief, heartbreak, and just being able to take it day by day. And um, the way that she illustrated the voices in her head and the things that tell her to kill herself, that she's worthless, um, and the way that she combats it and other people step into her life to make her see the beauty of it, I think is amazing. So again, I can go on forever but those are three writers off the top of my head that um, I've read a lot of their work and I'm just very influenced by them. That sounds amazing. And I'm, I'm excited to look more into that. I can definitely link it in the show notes for anyone who wants to, um, you know, see their work and what you're talking about. So thank you for sharing them. Um, Are there people currently right now in your life that are writers or creators that you connect to? Outside of others you admire. Like people I know. Yeah, people you know. Hmm. Other humans <clears throat> you've interacted with. Well, right. encouraged by. Or... Yeah. Uh, well, right now I'm in a... I just started a writer's group with my cousin. Um, his name is uh, Chris. And it's all very like sudden and new, but I'm, I'm very driven by the way that he's just like, yeah, I wrote this. It's about this. This is what happens. And I'm on the other side of the table like, that's amazing. It's amazing that you put these pieces together and the imagery and the metaphors and he's just very like relaxed about it (laughs) and I wish that was me because when I'm behind the keyboard I'm just like you know I I think I'm Einstein but really it's just it's just trash on a word document until it gets better so um (laughs) oh shout out to Chris yeah also uh Taylor Thomas Smythe um Mm. Someone I, I, I used to connect with a lot back in, you know, the college scene, but he himself put out an entire seven book series that yeah. I, it just blows my mind. And on top of that, I've seen him have a full time job, all these responsibilities, but um, just the way that he feels about writing fiction. And also he designs all of the um, graphics that go with his releases, you know, yeah. it's self-published. Mm-hmm. Um, and he collaborates with other artists to do his work. Yeah, pretty incredible. Um, and then uh, lastly, my own niece, her name is Maya Fernandez. Um, she's not a writer per se. She's she's an illustrator. But her work is like mind-blowing. I, I We share the same blood and I cannot believe it. Um, <laughs> whether it's digital illustration or oil, it's just like oil painting. I'm just mind-blown like... One of my career goals is to publish a book with her. Now, I never know if that will happen, but, you know. Never know. We can speak things. Yeah, we can definitely have dreams. Yeah. And I do hope that that can be something you're able to do together. You know, uncle and niece, that'd be special. Yeah. I also love when you write. Oh, thank you. But, you know, we can can explore that in a future episode. Oh, I'm, I'm... I'm happy to share a little. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I a big reason I created um, the website I did was out of a desire to share writing with mm-hmm. others, um, despite how insecure I can be about writing. And I think it has been 
very liberating for me to just put it out there. Like, it's a little scary at times. Um, I saw you get to do that with the first story you had mentioned, writing for a while, Dark Noise, and um, just getting to read the semi-finalized version of that. Um, Also, was at a time when I felt really suffocated by my experience as a mother and, you know, kind of this existential um, struggle I've had most of my life. So writing is liberating. It's it's hard and it's beautiful. It doesn't have to look like any certain thing nowadays. Like I've read some incredible poetry and I I struggle reading poetry, but I do enjoy it. I, I love reading poetry. It's, it's always so creative. It usually like I personally do not understand the difference between all kinds of poetry. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I remember we, uh, one of my literature teachers, um, you know, giving lessons on that, and I was just like, by the end, they're like, I still don't get it, but thank you for trying. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't write poetry specifically that I've published or shared, but at one point I would love to try. I like it's just amazing what you can do with writing and the people you can inspire with stories you share. Um, and that's something you and I think have in common is like our desire to read stories that move us. And I think there's quite a couple we can even think of that have at least compelled us to do things that we didn't think we could do. So um, that kind of leads me to ask next, you know, what is some literature that you would recommend to others right now like I would like for you to share maybe just one piece of literature that you'd highly recommend as a good starting point something that's inspired you a story you've read uh The Stranger The Stranger by Albert I think it's Camus I probably butchered it we'll look it up (laughs) yeah but um yeah The Stranger is incredible it's a I think 120 130 page book and it what's up oh what does that mean 120 120 pages. Is that a lot or a little? Oh, that's, not sure. that's, that's not a lot. I mean, oh, you know, okay. look at your typical, like, Harry Potter, that thing's like four or 500 pages. Is it a novel? Yeah, it's a novel. Um, I know novellas are, like, somewhere in the 50, 60,000 word range. I don't know how, how long The Stranger is in terms of word count, but it's, it's like a snapshot in the day of a man who is meeting his own demise. And just, like, his community turns on him. And, and just, like, the way the author paints the settings and how this man is and how he perceives every setting, it's like watching a man in a snow globe mm. or, like, in a bubble. Yeah. So I found that very focused form of storytelling to be just just breathtaking. Yeah. And if I may, there's one more story. Um, but... Fortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to remember the name of it, but it was a, it was a book about a, a boy who loses his father in the 9-11 attacks. Mm. And it was adapted into a movie. And man, I wish I could remember um, the name of it. Maybe we can add it in the show notes after I remember. But Yeah, absolutely, we can. This is a, you know, that's something I can imagine is very personal for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I remember reading that in high school and I think that was the book that shot me in the direction of wanting to write prose, wanting to write, you know, novels. That's incredible. I'd love for, I'd love to know personally, what do you love about writing? What is it about writing that is just 
gets you going? Um, I think for me, it's it's the it's the wonder that us, a human being, we can we can story tell, mm-hmm. we can create um, these whether it's a fictional world or you're telling a recounting of your life, something that happened to you, you are crafting something on paper or on, on word document, whatever. Um, and that feeling can be scary yet amazing. Um, and you start to create these characters that are reflections of the people you know or settings that are reflections of the places you've been mm-hmm. or absolutely new creations that you know, have their origins and some are real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's awesome. And the coolest thing is that you're writing, which even if you don't have a lot of confidence in it, it may speak to someone else. You may really impact them. Um, so I don't think there's enough to say about writing, but I think it is one of the most important things that we have as like a human society. And I think storytelling is the most powerful tool and weapon um, in our in our world. I love that. I agree with that a lot, and it it resonates deeply with me because I have seen, I have seen that personally. I mean, language is something that didn't come too easily to me personally, which is why I've struggled with writing. I always felt like I wasn't good enough. I didn't know all the rules of grammar. <laughs> I just felt very un. Um, not that's not the right word I felt insecure putting anything out there so thank you for inspiring me and you know it is important stories are important to us as a human a human race I think that is the essence of each society is the writing the documentation of what's happening whether it be meetings or um you know tales Mm -hmm. Um, that were passed down through generations that finally were put down on a tangible source that others could share. So I also found like the power of oration, like sharing out loud, mm-hmm. really cool. I, I I can think of a couple friends that I was at spoken word word events, which were essentially like live readings of people's work. Yeah. And, oh my goodness, I just remember trembling at every word, like, oh my gosh, wow, like I just resonated, I, I deeply felt what they were saying, like just being said out loud, so it kind of brings it to life life a little bit more nowadays too, with the fact that we can make videos based off people's writings, you know, I know you studied film, so I'd love, you know, just to, to give some other another side of the spectrum of, of storytelling um, can you talk a little bit about your process with creating visual media because I personally have seen it done before and I'm like what like how did he create that that's amazing um, sure uh, so I mean with video something something that's always driven that has been music I think music and visuals go together beautifully it's a it's a perfect pairing Um, so I think that the way notes and vocals and music in general structure together, they create moving images in my head Mm -hmm. and, um, I love editing, you know that, um, yeah, video, video editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be behind the camera, but I would rather be piecing a video together. Yeah. Um, 
and obviously like it's more fun to do it with music so i think early on in in my career i was doing like spec music videos uh for for someone who doesn't know what that is it's just kind of like a I guess a fake music video if you will and you have mm-hmm. the option of sending it to the artist to see if they like it you know I never got that lucky but it was just that was the most fun I had it was like going out with uh, like Indira and I a couple years ago we went out and did a spec video um, with our friend Ellie and it was just an amazing time Ellie yeah that <laughs> yeah, um, was Travis was there too yes Travis Tyler, Tyler Sophia there was a lot of people involved and it just ended up being this beautiful thing and like it in the grand scheme of things it doesn't amount to anything but for everyone involved it was a special intimate moment mm-hmm. um, and then when it comes to graphic design I try to have the same approach as I do with my writing um, one thing I try to stick to is be myself and even if it means that things get weird, I'm still gonna be myself. <laughs> I think I when I'm, that. I think when I'm even in in when designing graphics, if it's if it's too rigid, if it's too uniform, and I'm not meaning for that to be that way, that's not me. It has to be a little, little chaotic as to represent kind of like my thought process. My thought process mm-hmm. is like throwing stuff at the wall until until it stick, um, sticks, not stinks. That's. <laughs> That's problematic. Um, yeah, I'm but, wondering what you're throwing at the wall there. But yeah, um, in terms of visual stuff, I try to treat it like my writing. And luckily enough, um, my desire to write came from working in video. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's cool. I'm seeing the, the trend here, the connections. Um, and it's pretty amazing to see it come full circle. Like, you know, I'm... I'm going to hype you up. I mean, I just, I hope that if anyone hears this episode, you'll check out his work. I'm, I'm very biased. I know. I, I will admit that obviously I'm aware that I'm a little biased, but um, your creative work is just, it's beautiful. Um, it's breathtaking. It, it always does kind of like challenge the ideas of how did he come up with that for me? Like when I see it. Um, so I love seeing that and I'm always inspired by um seeing you do it like it's awesome and you do it so well it's something you seem to enjoy and do almost effortless effortlessly so thank you for sharing that with not only me but with the world and I'm so glad to see that you're being able to transition to doing that full time and um you know as a as just kind of some closing thoughts I'd love for you to share you know what how can others find your work and are you looking to collaborate in anything right now that you'd like to put out there? Um, so, I mean, right now, because my, my writing is not a self-sustaining career, um, I do visual design. So on Instagram, um, you can find me under Safadid uh, Visual, but the full name is Safadid Visual Design. and. There you can see some of the work that I I do for businesses and clients. Um, I'm very lucky to work for a few people that are just uh, wonderfully creative and they have a deep passion for their businesses and the things they do. Mm -hmm. So I'm super happy to be caught up in that whirlwind of a storm of creativity. Mm -hmm. So you could see some of my work there and also some of their work. Right now, I'm producing this podcast, which has been a gift. 
um, you know, you can catch this on obviously Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts and some other places. Um, and then with uh, writing, um, like I said, I'm finally arriving at the, the stage where I'm going to release my first published short story. That's going to be on Medium, medium.com. Um, and it's going to be under a publication that I do not have a name for yet. I will. But if you go back to my Instagram, I'll be announcing some of those things uh, shortly. Sounds good. And I'll obviously uh, give you all the credit where credit's due. So I'm sure we will be able to share that with others. So thank you today for coming here at this time in this space. Um to be with me and to have this conversation i'm very grateful for that yeah thank you i just want to say lastly um you know for those who are on the fence about writing i encourage you to put that pen down onto paper or just you know go crazy on your keyboard it is it is worth it even if it is a bunch of madness on the screen um expressing yourself is important and you know, some of my best writing came from some of the darkest times in my life. And I think a lot of people can say that that's a collective tissue that holds us together. Uh, you know, sadness and grief and uncertainty. They actually bring out beautiful things when you decide to bleed out onto whatever medium it is. Mm-hmm. So just some words of encouragement, even for myself. I love it. Thank you for, for saying that. No problem. Thank you for having me.